2: Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, you can check out all of his fine work at Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. He is Steve Pelizzolo. What's going on, Steve?
3: Uh, not much. Just enjoying uh great football season, wrapping it up this week and getting ready for some playoffs.
2: Yeah, that is for sure. And it's been a pretty wild ride this year in the NFL. But let's start with the man who just continues to light up light it up every single week and that's Aaron Rodgers uh do you think Steve that Aaron is a lock for the MVP
3: yeah I think he should be he is at this point I mean I think it was pretty close with him and Mahomes and you know they're both trending in a different direction and I think if you you know even leading into the last couple weeks Mahomes had had a couple bad games and I think um, they just didn't really show up on the stat sheet Rodgers has that one Really bad game against the Bucs. It did show up on the stat sheet. It was horrible. But, yeah, outside of that, he's just been outstanding and uh, the best we've seen from Rodgers since 2014, 2011, those other MVP-caliber seasons. So, yeah, I think think it's Rodgers' award at this point.
2: You know, the one thing that we always talk about when it comes to quarterbacks and the receivers that they're throwing to. We always talk about does you know, does a quarterback make a receiver better or does a receiver make a quarterback better? All I know is the the chemistry between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is just unreal. And 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 just when you think you've seen it all from this duo, they continue to surprise you with some other ridiculous play. I mean, I I I don't know what it is, but how do you look at Devontae just by himself as a receiver and would you consider him the best wideout right now? In in the National Football League?
3: I think he is. I think he's number one right now, and, you know, it's it, receiver's tough because of all the things that you're saying. You know, I, I think for years it was Julio Jones, um, and he's the, you know, he's been, like, the consistent, yeah, I think he's just a step above, uh, but I think with Devontae, the most important thing receivers do, I think, is get open, right? It sounds simple, but, you know, you've got spectacular catches and, and tight coverage and all that stuff, but Devontae's route running allows him to get open at every level of the field, and then... To your point, you've got that go ball in the fourth quarter where he just gets on top of the corner, but Rodgers also puts it in a perfect spot. Like, that's the type of connection that makes them so special. It's accuracy and timing and also Devontae's ability to get open and, and really win at every level of the field to create after the catch like he did on that first touchdown. So, yeah, he's doing it all right now and i think absolutely he's been the clear top receiver in the league
2: talking with steve palazzolo of pro football focus here on the bill michaels show uh defensively for the packers you know i've been talking about it the last couple of days while filling in for bill you know this packers defense has taken another step forward and this is a defense that i feel like is good enough to supplement the offense to help win a super bowl how do you think the packers defense is grading out
3: yeah, so they're they're like middle of the pack or so for us. Uh, recent weeks definitely been a little bit better, uh, but I think the nature of the NFL is yeah, you don't need a, a special defense to win. I, I heard I heard Rodgers say something maybe the Pat McAfee show or whatever, saying yeah he doesn't believe in the old adage that you have to run the ball in December and January to win. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I also agree with the fact that you don't uh, defense doesn't necessarily win championships. You have to move the ball offensively and through the air. And I think all you need is a reasonable defense or a defense that can play a game like the Packers played the other night against the Titans where you get a couple turnovers. Uh, you know, you're stout. You don't have to pitch a shutout or anything like that, but you just have to be solid in this, in, and let the offense do their work. So I think I think the Packers absolutely have that. Love the way Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage are playing on the back end, the safeties uh, with Jair. I mean, that's the biggest thing, too. It's, it's not a run game type of league. It's, it's pass the ball, stop the pass. And they at least have the pieces on the back end to slow down opposing passing attacks.
2: Yeah, you know, it's been really interesting this year. You know, typically in years past, we're always looking at there's always a few teams that are going to have just like elite defenses. And that is what helps them get to a Super Bowl. But this year in the NFL, is there really a true elite defense out there?
3: No, I, I think the closest thing is the Steelers and the Rams in their two teams. And again, it, it, you know, an elite defense isn't one that goes and gives up 10 points per game in today's NFL. It's one that just makes things a little bit difficult on the offense. It's an offensive-driven game. All the rules are in the favor of the offense, I'm not calling holding this year, all these different things. The Steelers are really good because they can pressure the quarterback and they're reasonable on the back end. And I looked at what the Rams are doing. You know, if, if the Packers run into the Rams at some point, I think it'll be an, a fascinating matchup because the Rams have done such a good job at discouraging the downfield passing attack. They've played some unique coverages, some unique fronts, and they're just doing some different things that have really slowed opposing passing attacks. And that, that's what makes maybe the Rams a little bit dangerous, as long as their offense isn't as bad as it was last week against the Seahawks. So, uh, they're, they're an interesting team from a defensive standpoint, but I think that's it essentially Steelers and Rams and a whole bunch of teams that are just, you know, okay. Defensively
2: again, talking with Steve Palazzolo, a pro football focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Um, you know, I've been asking around too, about the Chicago bears. Cause I just don't know. I don't know what to make of them, especially offensively. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, he's still making some mistakes, but he has played better. He has played better with the play action. Um, what is your read on the Bears here over the last few weeks here? They're they're on a three-game winning streak. It's certainly going to be a good matchup at Soldier Field on Sunday, but how do you look at the Bears?
3: Uh, They have literally run into the four worst defenses in the league, or at least four (laughs) of the worst defenses in the league, maybe the worst three when it comes to the Lions, Texans, and Jaguars. The Vikings are bottom five to seven as well. So I think it's tough to put stock into all the points that they've scored recently. I, I would say, look, Trubisky is, Kind of is what he is at this point. They've done a pretty good job of using his athleticism, getting him out in space, you know, creating yards after the catch. I think his his stats are better. He's still, to your point, making really bad mistakes. He, he, only, he, he, got, he only got burnt by one of them on Sunday. He also fumbled in the pocket, had another dropped interception. So Trubisky has to play better um, against, a, a, again, a reasonable Packers defense. So that's going to be the challenge. But the Bears have some playmakers. You know, they still have Allen Robinson. They've got Speed in Darnell Mooney. The tight ends are doing some good things, and the defense is solid. So it's just a good, solid, they're a 500-type of team, and that's where they ended up uh, at this point playing for a playoff spot. But, yeah, I think for them to really challenge the Packers, Trubisky's got to play better than he has in recent weeks despite all the points that they've been scoring.
2: Uh, meanwhile, in the AFC, it is really cool to see the changing of the guard in the AFC East. Like you know, Buffalo, Buffalo has so earned this, and you know they've always been in the backseat while New England has had all the glory all these years. But um, th- this Buffalo team, I have been saying it all year, they are just so explosive. They've got a they've got a really solid defense. How do you look at Buffalo, and do you think they could easily overthrow the Chiefs?
3: Uh, nothing's easy when it comes to the Chiefs but I I think the entire AFC is loaded look at all the teams that have at least 10 wins that are battling for playoff spots and yeah the Bills what I've been impressed with uh, from the Bills is middle of the season they started to win games in different ways you know they beat New England in the middle of the season in a windy game with with their rushing attack they beat uh, the Jets in a low scoring game They, they did hang tough with the Chiefs and kind of let them run all over them which was a good way to have actually not give up that many points against the explosive chiefs offense so i like the i like the bill's process and then when you have the developments of josh allen and just how accurate he's been this year compared to previous years plus what he does outside the pocket and from a team building standpoint i think they have been the model for building around a young quarterback they got their offensive line from terrible to middle tier be average on the offensive line and then get some really good playmakers and they've absolutely done that with stefan diggs cole beasley a couple of the other receivers that they've added the last couple of years so I love a lot of what the Bills have done, and I think they're really rounding into shape as one of the best all-around teams in the league.
2: One more with you, Steve. Uh, Tom Brady, he, it seems like he's starting to find his groove again, and it looks like now he's starting to find connections with Antonio Brown because there was a lot of questions there as to how that would work out. Um, how is Tom Brady grading out by you guys, and what can we expect in the playoffs from him?
3: Yeah, so Brady's really been excellent all season outside of maybe two or three games. You know, he's our number two graded quarterback, tied for second right now. And early in the season it wasn't showing up statistically. He had like three drop passes in the end zone in one game and all these things that just were showing up in our grades, but not in the stats. And then of course Brady had his worst games on prime time when everybody was watching against the Saints and against the Bears and against the Rams. But outside of, you know, those those handful of games, he really has been good. He's been outstanding throwing the ball down the field. Him and Rodgers have the most pass, uh, the most yards on twenty-plus yard passes this year. It's really Brady and Rodgers from a grading standpoint, near the top of the league in a whole bunch of different categories. And you're starting to see, as you mentioned, Antonio Brown, but you also see a healthy Mike Evans and a healthy Chris Godwin. Those guys were banged up throughout much of the season, especially Evans. And now that those three guys are healthy, and then Gronk, I always say that Gronk has like a couple turbos in him per game. You know, a couple plays per game where he can you know turn back the clock and become that. Uh, you know, great tight end that he's been, it does make the Bucks really dangerous in the playoffs because of that passing attack and all the different weapons that they have.
2: Yeah, no question about it. He is Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Steve, it should be a lot of fun coming up this week. And, of course, into the playoffs, you have a uh, Happy New Year, and we'll talk again soon.
3: Thanks. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. All
2: right, there he is, Steve Palazzolo, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they're hiring right now. 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them at 844-PRIDE or
0: go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.